0: We have sort of a problem here. Yeah. Bad as
1: hell. Should we drink before the meeting or after,
0: or both? Put my stuff in Jello again. Hey, need to hand with that? No, well. I want to spill booze all over my sixty-three-hundred-dollar suit. Come on.
1: Hey, an appropriate workplace topic.
0: Yesterday, we were reminded of how in an office setting, even trivial things can get inflated into a crisis that seeps into the workday like the grease from fried fish staining a paper bag. And we explored office food dramas, and that was a good way to get back to business after a summer holiday weekend. But today, our series Occupational Hazards takes up the challenge of staying healthy in a place where long hours in the same position or performing the same tasks over and over again can push the body beyond its warranty coverage and get you into some health trouble, be it stress stress weight gain, bad diet, or just bad posture and vision habits. Mary Harris, health reporter for our partner at WNYC, says the place to tackle this is not so much in the gym down the street, but doing things right at your desk.
1: There are a bunch of things you can do. One of the things is you can just get up once an hour. This sounds really simple, but a lot of us just sit. Yesterday, I sat for six hours straight. Not good for me. If sitting is the new smoking, I smoked like a pack. <laughs> so. That's what you really need to do. You need to get up and move once an hour, just schedule those breaks in, walk around the block. You can also schedule walking meetings where when you're meeting with someone, you're not sitting at a desk. You're actually going out and doing something together and it can get the creative juices flowing and it also just gets you out of your chair.
0: Now, if you're going to have a meeting with someone who's superior to you, do you suggest a walking meeting or is that a little awkward?
1: little awkward. So it has to
0: be someone on your level. Yeah. Okay. The other
1: thing is if you're a boss, think about how you would process this. I talked to a friend who's an editor and she said at one of her jobs where it was a health magazine, it was kosher for people to say, listen, I haven't gone to the gym for a couple of days. I need to leave at five and go exercise. Not a lot of offices are like that. But if you're a boss, you can really think about how I set the tone Mm -hmm. for my employees.
0: There's a psychological component. I think sometimes at work people view lunch as like – all right, that was six hours of misery. Now I'm going to reward myself. And so you're more likely to indulge in your office lunch than you are maybe at home.
1: I think that's totally, totally true. Um, And one of the things I'd say is you should structure those indulgences in, but maybe ration them out a little bit once a week as opposed to once a day. Mm. Just control how much you're doing it because it'll help you a lot.
0: And uh, if your job involves a lot of online uh, I- interactions with uh, people and to-do lists that never shrink uh, in 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 sort of the tech world. How do you manage the, the sense that there's a deadline that you're always missing?
1: Well, so I'm glad you brought up tech because I feel like people don't think of tech as a health thing, but it really is. I'm going to tell you about this study, which was so amazing. It was just 13 people, so really small, who knows how generalizable, but I think we'll all relate to it. They had – the people in this study go off email for a week at work, totally cold turkey. Their bosses knew if they wanted to get something done, they had to go find someone physically. Um, And they monitored their stress, their heart rates, and found that all their measures of stress went down. This constant communication, constant interruption, it really does impact our health day to day. So there are lots of great tips out there for how to manage it. One of them is to really just save certain times of the day for responding to notes, don't have the notifications pop up that are constantly interrupting you. Um, Some of us can do it. Some of us can't. The other thing to say is just if you have a BlackBerry or an iPhone and you're working while you're at home, make some limits on that, whether it's not doing it at the dinner table or whether it's not doing it an hour before bedtime because that blue light really can keep you awake at night and that's not good for you either.
0: As futuristic as tech is, in fact, when you do the notifications, you're really transforming yourself into a kind of a brainstem state of being watched.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're all like what is it? The curious hamster on YouTube, the little guy who's always looking up and looking around and um it's exhausting.
0: It is exhausting. Uh, well, I feel better. Um are you going to check in with me, uh, you know, in like a couple of months and do some data and then You're put You going to follow
1: it, my regimen? Put it
0: online and embarrass me.
1: <laughs> uh can I? <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> Mary
0: Harris, Senior Producer for Health Reporting at WNYC. Thanks so much. Thank you. Join us tomorrow as we continue our Occupational hazard series with thoughts about the challenges of making the home and the workplace work together.